Today on Sagittarian Matters, vegan food reviews, ants on a log, restaurants in Los Angeles, weird milks, and more. With friend to the show, Morgan. Stay tuned. Sagittarian Matters, Sagittarian Matters, what's the Morgan is a frequent contributor to Sagittarian Matters. She's the farmer purveyor of Dovetail Bakery and loves dry, crunchy foods more than anyone can say. Morgan joined me this week via Zoom and after hours for some mellow grocery store taste tests and vegan restaurant talk. Now please enjoy my talk with friend to the show, Morgan. Morgan, we haven't talked about food for so long. I know. I actually have to confess, I didn't even have anything new to eat. And so I literally did a last minute trip to the grocery store and anything I hadn't tried, I just threw in a basket. So it's a weird combo that ended up with a strange theme, which I'm kind of thinking I'm calling Americana, accidental Americana. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. You just went on a crazy long road trip. It's true. Very long road trip. Wonderfully long road trip. (laughs) What were your snack staples? I've returned to the classics. Ants on a G-dang log. I've probably talked about it before. No one wants to hear me talk about it ever again. Celery, peanut butter, some raisins. Get some nice tender raisins if you can. It is so good. It's so good. Actually, I didn't eat that hiking that much. Um, PB&J is a classic slammer. Um, a lot of vegan jerky. What kind? That Louisville jerky. It's mm-hmm. like soy curls mm-hmm. plumped up and then chewied out. Um, very salty, very delicious. I'm trying to think what else was a hit. This is a great question. Yeah, I'm nothing. Not- I'm happy to think of you riding shotgun in a car, making ants on a log to feed to the driver (laughs) and vice versa. As an actual professional adult, it's a thing I take to my actual job on a regular basis. In fact, coworkers have commented, wow, you really like that. You really like just two weeks ago. (laughs) How do you transport them? Really like it. Will you make a kit? Prep your celery, get a nice little mason jar of peanut butter, and then a side cart of raisins. Don't pre-assemble. It's a total amateur move. You'll end up with a mess and you'll like peel all the raisins off trying to get it out of the bag. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> Morgan, I have several restaurants to review today. Oh, Vegan oh. Los Angeles restaurants. Wow. Yeah. La-di-da. Look at you. And you have Americana from the grocery store. It was really weird. What you got? We got not milk. It's not milk. We got a breakfast sausage. There's potato chips. <laughs> chocolate bar that I just found in the pantry. It is half eaten, but I will be tasting it. It was free. <laughs> in the classic spirit of Morgan and Nicole, it was free for Mother's Day. I don't have a child. Well, I do have a beautiful cat. She's sort of a child. <laughs> She's 16. And, um, Ice cream bonbons. Wow. Hmm? Okay. Barbie? 
Yeah. Tell me. I want to say first a restaurant that I, or a pop-up. There is a pop-up in Lincoln Heights by an artist. It is called Sung Soon LA and it is Korean food. And the pop-up is such that you can follow them on Instagram and then you, they post the menu every week and then you DM them, tell them what you want from the menu. You Venmo them your money. You pick it up off the porch. Can we talk about pop-ups for one second? I'm interrupting. I love a deconstructed restaurant and I'm stoked that this is happening. Restaurants are too stressful. What are we trying to kill people by making them open them restaurants? No way. Just pop it up. Let us give you some money. Feed us. Thank you. Listen to what we got last week. We got Korean fried mushroom and kimchi waffles. What? Includes rice and pickles, including forbidden rice. (laughs) Forbidden rice. And then uh, soy maple. I, so I'm going to do actually like a, a battle of the mushrooms here. Ooh. So this was kimchi waffles. Think about a kimchi pancake, except for pour it all into a waffle maker. That was the, oh. that was this twist, this fun vegan twist on chicken and waffles mm. made by Sung Soon LA. So um, it was like really nicely battered and fried, like fanciful mushrooms. Mushrooms, like Ooh. we're not talking a normal mushroom. We're talking a fanciful mushroom. Friend to the show spouse to the show Kaya actually was like are you sure this is a mushroom and this isn't meat because it was like you know when you get into a next level mushroom and it's real like um tendony almost gross but yum but it was that (laughs) on top of it it just was so delicious and then um what else did I get I also got kimchi dumplings which were delicious and I got japchai which was the best japchai I've ever had which is glass noodles with baked tofu and veggies Good goddess. Oh, chef's kiss. The oh. other fried mushroom I had that was a dud. So this was a hit. Ooh, and this was from my very first restaurant patio outdoor dining experience in the past <gasps> year. You're gonna have to have a corrective experience. I'm gonna well, this was a it was a good experience, but the the mush their mushroom compared to Sung Soon LA's was a bummer. This was mm-hmm. I went to Gracias Madre in West Hollywood which is the place to see E-list celebrities, M-list celebrities. Like, Such as, throw a name out, throw a name I out. I can't even throw a name out. It's people who you know they've been on a reality show on some network you've never heard of, and you're yeah. not sure which one, but you just you can tell by the way they carry themselves. Yes. It's like people, you're like, I, you know, like you see someone with like a, a hairstyle that's so weird that you're like, maybe they're a session musician or maybe they're in a band I never heard of that 11-year-olds like. This happened, in fact, when we were visiting LA and we were eating at, what's it that, um, Little Pine? And um, it was like packed to the gills and someone sat next to us and then they wore, um, you know, like full coat, full makeup, full baby backpack through the entire meal. And I was like, no one just wears their baby backpack through the whole meal, unless they're really trying to make sure everyone sees their baby backpack. There's a lot of pictures being taken, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Where you're like, mm, any normal person just gets comfortable and eats a food. But do we even know who that person was? I have no idea. I'm like the least in touch of all time. Well, okay. So the thing I got at Gracias Madre, Gracias Madre, if people don't know, is like the um, Mexican restaurant offshoot of the people that started Cafe Gratitude. You do not have to say the hokey kind of shit you do at Cafe Gratitude, such as I am blessed. I am exuberant. But I did say I'm radiant. I would like crispy mushroom mole which is battered fried mushrooms with house-made mole and roasted vegetables. It sounded like something I couldn't get anywhere else. I wanted to try it here. It's been a long time. 
in retrospect, if I wanted a mushroom, I should have gotten, um, they had some mushroom tacos, some oyster mushroom tacos, should have done that because the mole was so, it wasn't dark enough. It was a, it was almost like milk chocolatey. The mushrooms were really heavy. There was nothing, it wasn't deep enough and it wasn't bright. It just was a really heavy kind of depressing dish. And the mushrooms maybe didn't even need to be breaded. Like they weren't that crispy. They weren't adding any crunch. They weren't adding any extra thing. For this reason, Gracias Madre's mushroom mole was chopped. However, their grilled street corn was a raging success. And their margaritas were out of this world. Drinking a margarita at a place that made the margarita felt awesome. A vacation in your mouth. Also, yes. all of these food descriptions sound to me like um, salt and straw, straw ice cream flavors. Grilled street corn. <laughs> like yeah, like grilled street corn or like mushroom chocolate or even margarita sounds great right now. Like a sorbet, I would definitely, definitely take one of those. <laughs> you know that I wouldn't do that for a sorbet, but <laughs> I honor your kink. You don't swing that way, yeah. Morgan, what do you want to try first? Okay, well I've got a hot breakfast sausage. Yes, I did actually eat something delicious for dinner. I'd like to contribute to restaurants, category restaurants, please. Um, vegan sushi from a food cart called Sushi Love, I believe, at a food cart pod that's all vegan. And it was a delight. Everything is vegan. There was a soy curl, one with pineapple in it and like sriracha, big coconut flakes on top that were um, in in the realm of a, a, a light bacon that's they're not bacon at all okay okay and then the most delicious inari i've ever eaten ever it was like you know usually it's like cold and i don't know what inari is traditionally maybe intended to taste like other than all the ones i've ever eaten but this one is like a little kind of spherical tofu pouch with some chewy rice and vegetable stuff and it was so like star anise and um you know, peppery and sort of chili-ish on the inside, but really mild, um, but like real aromatic. And then they must have put the whole filled pouch on the griddle because it was crispy and caramelized and some kind of sauce on the outside. Mwah! Warm, never had warm inari. It, this is here. sushi love. Yeah, it, it was, there was, and then like some kind of spicy mayo thing that like got wiped off because I don't like any kind of mayo thing. Vegan or nay. Um, yeah. Could have just had a whole tray of those. I mean, the sushi was great, but like that was really the standout. Um, yeah, but I recommend, wow. and I think sushi, the whole, love. sushi love, do it to it. Okay. And now to top off a full belly of sushi, I'm going to be eating breakfast. It looks like a f- tiny Frisbee. It is basically, it's the size of my palm. It's thin. Who makes it? What's it made of? It's field roast, Nicole, but it's not a gluten-based item. Nicole, <gasps> so yes, it's not. It is um, pea protein and fava protein and some other stuff. It's like okay. the, I, the only thing I think I've ever had by them that wasn't a gluten-based item. Um, it's breakfast time. You just woke up, you padded out mm-hmm. in your slippers and your one-piece pajama outfit. A stack of pancakes is waiting for me and a steaming cup of watery coffee. This is delicious. I mean, whatever it is that makes breakfast sausage taste like sausage, they got it. They is nailed it. it. 
There's like a little bit of a papery flavor. No, something else. Not fat. I don't know what it is. Interesting. I don't know. I'm not a sausage, not a sausage maker. This is a delight. As a non-gluten sausage item, again, there's a hint of cardboard at the end, a little bit of paper, a little spiral bound. But um, <laughs> okay, and the cooking directions are weird. And I was like, this seems dangerous. You put oil in a pan, then you put water in a pan, and then you turn it on. I was like, no, come on. Danger. I'll send you a picture though. It really gives it the bubbling effect. I'm not sure what the water does, but other than make it look delightful while it's cooking. Other than give you 30 Yeah, I would definitely eat this. This is good. All right. I love it. Thumbs up. It's a, it's a hit. My thumbs are up. They're in my mouth. Um, I'm going to wash it down with a nice glass of not milk. I keep not knowing where to look at you. Okay. What's not milk? It's red. There's a red carton with an X on it. And then there's a cow with a crossed out thing. I know. And it's whole, not, it's not milk whole. What the fuck's, what's it made of? Okay. Per usual pea protein, chicory fiber. Yeah. Pineapple juice concentrate. Yuck. Not kidding. Sunflower oil, coconut oil, cabbage juice. Stop it. I'm not even going to stop some other stuff that's boring. Am I, am I in a nightmare? Do I have dream paralysis and I'm trying to get you to, to yeah. stop saying the worst things I've ever heard? You <laughs> know that I love to read the ingredients and I didn't even look at this before I bought it. And I can't believe I missed such a gym. Okay. But I also, I have a secret theory. It's not even that a good theory. There's a lot of X's on this packaging yeah. in a way that made me feel very much like, um, I, I think this, um, straight edge company. I think that every single side, don't you think, I think it's straight edge. Interesting. Well, then also on the back, wait, will you turn around to the, um, where the nutritional label is? There is, there's like a whole line. It says lactose, soy, cholesterol, gluten, and it has X's through it. None of that. (laughs) None of that. Hello, curious foodie. Welcome to the future. You guys, do you remember when there were no vegan options? Do you just remember that? Okay. I want to tell you something really dark, really harsh. When I was in high school and I was a vegan, I ate as ice cream something called mocha mix, which was basically mocha mix was this creamer that was made for people that were lactose intolerant. Hold on. Don't try that yet. It's basically like if you took like coffee whitener and you made an ice cream out of it, like, I think I'm pretty sure the ingredients are like corn syrup, (laughs) whitener, sugar, (laughs) soybean oil. Like it just was like, it, it was like the grossest, most like chemical. It was one of those things that was like so cheaply made that it happened to be vegan. And I would gladly hunt that down and mm. eat that as ice cream. Did it come in like only two flavors, like butter pecan and like oh, Rocky road? <laughs> there, was one, there was one flavor. The flavor was cream okay. mix flavor. Yeah. <laughs> Confession. I love creamer. Okay. It's looking pretty milky. The lighting in here is not great, but okay. Cabbage juice down the hat. (laughs) It tastes like a bouquet. Is it the pineapple? It's not milk. I promise you that it's not milk. Does it taste like milk? No, it tastes like pineapple. Milk. What? Is this dual whip? Just going back. I'm okay. It's very creamy. 
on the plus. Okay, this is the ultimate test. I can't, I actually can't figure out the flavor. It's like a pineapple bouquet of salt. Okay, <laughs> and I've made a cup of tea so I can see how it holds up. Okay. The, the tea looks good. Yes, thank you for asking. The tea is roast aroma. Yes, I am almost 45. Yes, it is nine o'clock. Don't want to get too caffeinated. Well, it's good, you guys. It's good in the roast aroma, but really let's be real. That's the roast aroma talking. Um, it holds up really well. It's too dark, you can't see it. Creamer wise, I would put this in a thing. Drinking it alone, too strange, too strange, too strange. I don't understand. <laughs> Would you put it in your coffee? Yeah, I'm going to try tomorrow. I'll let you know how it goes. Nicole, for the sake of authenticity, I'm sitting in the closet right now. My home recording studio. Huge news. Not milk is a hit in coffee. It's a pure delight. The cabbage falls way back. The salt balances the coffee beautifully. It was creamy. Didn't curdle. I'm, I would buy it again. My tune has totally changed. My review is back to a thumbs up. Never was, but it is now. We've done a 180 to vertical. Not milk. Who knew? Hello. Good morning. This is Don Riddle. I want to tell you about a product that I tried the other day. It was called Not Milk. N-O-T-M-I-L-K. It is a product that is not milk and it looks like milk it's white and uh, creamy uh, thickness uh, creamy mouthfeel and it comes in a carton that looks like a milk carton and you would use it like you would use uh, a regular cow's milk but it's not from cows it's from other stuff and I thought it was good it tasted quite pleasing Um, it tasted a little bit sweet a little bit salty a little bit milky but not 100% milky. I would use it on a cereal. I would use it uh, paired with cookies or cakes or brownies or other sweet treats. I would use it in coffee. I would uh, use it all the places that you'd use milk. Put it in a pancake. Why not? Live a little. It comes uh, in a milk carton and it, it could trick you, but it's not milk, like the name says. Really not. So, so what is it? Well, good question. There's some things inside that might make you wonder. There's certainly cabbage juice in there. Can you taste it? No. Does that make it not a salad? Un- unclear. Have a vegetable. Have a have drink a cabbage juice. It's fine. It tastes good. Uh, other things in there. Salt. Real salty. Maybe you just did soccer. You just played baseball. You did MVP on the sports game. And you uh, need to replenish your electrolytes. Maybe this could do it. It's got a salty, sweet, uh, quenching taste because of salt in there. And then also there's a pineapple in there, which makes it taste a little bit like you put like one square of a health food wheat cereal with a little sugar in it in the milk. And then you like ate that cereal clump and then you drank the milk. Just a hint. Just a hint of something sweet. Surprise, it's pineapple. Uh, In closing, I like this product. Would use, will purchase, and uh, I hope that everyone feels great about whatever milks they're having today. I love you. Goodbye. I want to tell you 
the nastiest thing that I've really been getting into, which I think I reviewed for the podcast when it very first opened is Monty's Good Burger, mm. all vegan, uh, junk food paradise in Los Angeles, California. And what I've been getting is something called, I believe it's a dog pile. You can get a dog <laughs> pile 50, 50 it used to be the secret menu, but it's out. It's basically 50, 50 fries and tots with Ooh. vegan cheese, some kind of mayonnaise concoctions Ooh. and then two impossible patties with cheese on Hello. them. And then we share that. And that was my wow. dinner. Wow. That is yeah. the dinner of champions right there. Speaking like of potatoes. Good. Potatoes. They're incredible. I also, from there, I get their kale salad, the kale Caesar salad. I only get it so that my body doesn't completely shut down from what <laughs> I'm, so I, I have like a nod to vegetables or to be like, come on. Um, mm-hmm. It's $8. It feels like I'm getting a whole head of kale though. And I'm so used to being abused by overpriced kale Caesar salads, especially (laughs) in Los Angeles, that the price point being below $10 really tickles me. Screaming deal. It's a very, it's a simple salad. There's not much happening except for kale croutons and salad dressing. That's literally all that's happening. And that's That's all you need. That is all you need, Nicole. Yeah. Cheers to that. Can't wait to pile, pile up with you. What else you got over there? Oh, you got an old candy bar? Found right in the pantry. Happy Mother's Day. Okay. You know, it's black rice, quinoa crunch. As I was flipping through the flavors of the free Theo chocolate bar, um, the cashier, who it turns out is maybe a sister of a friend, um, was like, that's my favorite. They discontinued it at the other store and I got it on a discount. And I was like, great, <laughs> that is glowing phrase in my book. That's perfect. Um, I was like, mm, doesn't get any better. It is an 85% dark chocolate here. So be prepared for plenty of bitter notes, little waxy texture. It's real fruity, theme of the day. Um, you know, all crispy things kind of taste the same to me when they're in chocolate. Can you ever tell the difference? If you're like, oh no, that's definitely a quinoa. That's a black rice versus a- No, not at all. Yeah. But I like that texture. What brand is this again? I feel fine. Theo. Theo. Yeah. I feel like good about it. I mean, this is, the other thing is I'm not like a huge chocolate fan. So mm, I'm probably not their target audience. Theo is fair trade. And Mm. for anyone who's read Lagusta's book about chocolate- the chocolate trade is rough. So you got to yes. find fair trade chocolate when you can. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Fair trade, non-GMO, organic. Yes. Thank you. Thumbs Augusta up, thumbs also. down. Would you buy this again? I would buy it for someone else as a gift. Definitely. If someone Maybe gave it to you as a gift, would you go, oh, mm. more of that milk just straight out of the cup? I know. Now it tastes a little better, maybe because it's like chasing that intense fruity chocolate flavor. Oh, I know. So strange. Morgan, I have to get something out of the freezer. Yeah. I just wanted to tell you, speaking of vegan cart pots in Portland, Oregon, I Speak have really enjoyed dirty lettuce <gasps> and I would like to do a side-by-side of dirty lettuce and solely vegan a vegan soul restaurant in Los Angeles, California. That sounds amazing. I've been wanting to eat a dirty lettuce and not have a chance, had a, not have not had a chance yet. And they are just opening a brick and mortar. 
I heard this. Listeners, if you live in Los Angeles, make haste to Soli Vegan. If you live in Portland, Oregon, make haste to Dirty Lettuce. The greens from Dirty Lettuce are delightful. They have been cooked so long that they just, they melt in your mouth. Their freaky fried chicken thing. I get the fried tofu. There's like Mm. fried tofu tots, basically. It's just like chicken nuggets, Mm. but it's tofu. But spouse to the show, Kaya, who can go a little harder on gluten, will get the vegan fried chicken, like wad hunk. It is so delicious. They have some of the best red beans and rice ever. The only thing I don't recommend from there. This is not a diss. Don't get the catfish. Just, it's just, just trust me. Just don't do it. But that's great for dirty lettuce. Solely vegan in Los Angeles, California. I got combination plates with barbecue tofu. That was not as good as God. What else did I get? Damn it. <laughs> I got to tell you. In a I'm going to get one of everything. Okay. That's not true. Maybe if they have a small menu, I'll be like, can I get one of everything? I'll take one of everything, but don't get the catfish. <laughs> it was, it was like a very thin slice of seitan that was almost like overcooked with a very thin breading on it. I, I, I never have liked seafood. So I'm, I'm again, it's like giving me dark chocolate. I'm like, well, I'm just not your, I'm just not your target audience. I see, I'm still going to say, give me one of everything. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Okay. I'm so excited to go in public and eat food one day. Me too. You're going to get the thing out of your freezer? I'm going right now. Okay. Okay. I've returned. I have to say something. As I entered the kitchen, it smelled like a diner because of the breakfast sausage. Breakfast sausage just has a way of lingering in the air forever. Like well, may- Maybe especially if you put water and oil together in a <laughs> hot pan. So you're like steaming it and cooking it. Oh, the thing from Sully Vegan I got, I like, got that I really, really liked was a Southern fried tofu thing. Mm. Ooh. So I really recommend it. Today's episode is brought to you by Maria Turner Carney, Emily Helmus, Shoshana Ruth Wechter, Christy Herod, and Joey Soloway. If you would like to support Sagittarian Matters, in particular, producer Chris Sutton, please send $5, $5 million, that's your business, via PayPal to hornetleg at gmail.com. Or, this just in, he's got a Venmo, Hell Books on Venmo. That's H-E double hockey sticks books. Thank you for your support. And we look forward to saying your name on the podcast. Producer Ponyo looks forward to it too. Don't be scared. That's just Ponyo's speaking voice. For you, we have Dream Pops, Vanilla Sky Bites. Wait, is that a weird reference to that weird movie? That weird Tom that Cruise sex movie? movie with Tom Cruise? Huh. All I right. didn't read that. Okay, okay. Um, they're 100% plant-based. 
Okay, they look like, um, okay, what I'm hoping for right here by this picture is like movie bonbons. You know, when you feel like, ooh, I'm at the movies. It's fancy, I'm with my dad. That's what I'm hoping for. But mostly they look like gems on the package. And then they look like just chocolate square plops when you get them in real life. I'm already having my hesitations. Don't try to tell me they look like a gem when they don't. Okay, so I'm eating this right now. So on the on the front of the box, they look kind of like the shape of a diamond, like hexagonal or whatever, like multi-sided, like a nine-sided, like a 12-sided dice, basically, but made of chocolate. And then Morgan pulled it out and it's like a little tiny rectangle disc. It's like a patty. Um, <laughs> uh, these are not bad, but they're not doing it for me. Really? Okay. Compared to chocolate? a Klondike bar. Oh my God. Shut your damn mouth. Klondike bars as I remember them are fluffy and the chocolate is so thin. It's really chunky and thick chocolate, which you think sounds good, but it's not ever. And then the ice cream is like icy. Can you see, have you ever made ice cream at home where you're like, mm -hmm. why does it have stalactites and stalagmites in it? Um, that's what this is like. I feel like I would not buy these again. Nicole. What is, what's the brand? The brand is Dream Bites? Yeah, Dream Pops. And then what is the ice cream's base? Coconut cream. Coconut milk. Wait a minute. One of their ingredients they list is just vegan chocolate. That's not how you list ingredients. I'm already mad at them. That's All not right. how you that, that chocolate came from a disreputable source. <laughs> That's not a list of damn ingredient. I'll show you a list of damn ingredient. Mm. Mm. Um, low sugar, dairy free. Yep. They're fine. Okay, this is what I have to remark. When I was at the store, I was like, I'm going to check out the ice cream options. And there were literally five full cases. Like you open the door and there's shelf, shelf, shelf. Five full cases of non dairy options. And I was like, well, I've never seen these. Let's eat these. If I had five, full cases one more time again of vegan options these are i would never pick this is good to oh, know i see yeah they hurt my teeth we don't have teeth that are built for this neither no. you nor i no i don't have teeth that are <laughs> built for that i you know i do a cost benefit analysis all the time the cost mm -hmm. benefit analysis really needs to line up where something mm -hmm. has to be if something's going to cause me pain to the tooth it's got to be worth it Mm-hmm. Nah, would not do. The flavor's good. Hmm. I can make bad ice cream at home. Oh Use my God. Hmm. I've been enjoying Pumfu. I talked about this on the podcast. Pumfu is tofu made of pumpkin seeds. It's a little, a little, it's like twice the price at least of tofu. It's like $5 for a slab or $7 if it's not on sale, depending where you're getting it. But Pumfu for people that are soy sensitive it's a mm -hmm. delicious, delightful, grassy kind Ooh. of tasting tofu alternative. Mm. I do not, I cannot in good faith recommend their chorizo kind or their sausage kind. Something went awry. And if you get those kinds, which will probably be on sale, it, it is <laughs> dog food, except for less moist. It's like a brick. It's like a hard, dark brown brick. And then you have to use a sledgehammer to get it into crumbles. And then- <laughs> I liked the chorizo a little bit because it reminded me of kibbe, which is like a Lebanese dish that includes bulgur wheat and cooked lamb. 
it reminded me a little bit of that. It was like reminiscent of that, but, uh, I gotta say pump foo normal. Yes. Pump foo extra flavors. No. Oh my God. I went on a deep dive, a research dive just before we got on this powerful zoom meeting. Oh my God. Remember powerful business women's club. Um, but anyway, uh, I had to look into the history of the Cheddar Bay Biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's just a running joke in this house about Cheddar Bay's Biscuit, Cheddar Bay, Cheddar Bay's. And, um, you know, I thought that they were, I've never had one, never even seen with my own two eyes. I did just look at them on the internet and I was like, they, they look really good tasting. And um, I was like, okay, what, why are they called this? What's in it? Um, there's no bay and um, it's mostly just like cheese, butter, and dried parsley. And I was like, why is it called that? Apparently, um, no reason, but maybe named after a fictional, fictional, a nod to the nautical. And I was like, the, the location of Cheddar Bay, they're from the mystical location of Cheddar Bay. Um, so I think that um, in honor of the Cheddar Bay biscuit, which I've never had in real life life, I might make a make up a batch for next round. Have you ever had one, Nicole? Of course not. Vegan too early. I don't know. I was like red lobster. Doesn't that seem like a, that seems like a Christine. Oh, I think I've been a red lobster one time in my whole life. Really? I don't think I've ever yeah. been in one. Red um, lobster. This listeners is the, the, the hazard of going vegan too soon. Is that you, you missed miss out on that? a lot of stuff? I've never had quote unquote real sushi. I've never had fish sushi. Um, I, my palate for meat and things is, is stunted at kind of like a middle school level because <laughs> I went vegetarian sh- shortly in, into high school or after middle school. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. give me some chicken fingers. Give me some uh, mozzarella sticks. I love some popcorn. Dog pile, dog pile, dog pile. <laughs> yeah. Like I am living it up right now. This dog pile. <laughs> it's very true. Mm. Mm, we're never going to get our, you know, sophisticated palates developed. We're never going to eat some vanilla air on top of a, you know, broccoli ghost or whatever. We'll just have to settle for cheddar bay biscuits. But I will say you and I have tried some funky vegan cheeses. There's a Mm -hmm. brand I love. I may have mentioned them before called Spiro. You can get it in LA, but it's not from California. You can get it everywhere. I think or some, you can also get it in Eugene. So you may be able to get it in Portland. Spiro, they did have little cheese balls and now they sell it as vegan cream cheese, but it's actually just Mm. a soft vegan cheese. that's in like a cream cheese size of container. Mm. All their flavors are delicious, except they have a goat that is so authentically goaty. What? I first had it at a dinner party and I thought the person who brought it was lying or just didn't understand how to read packages well enough because I tried it and I was like, are you sure this is vegan? And he's like, yeah, it's vegan. It's made of sunflower seeds. And I was like, can I see the wrapper? I took the wrapper out of the garbage can <laughs> because I was so sure it wasn't vegan because it's so funky. It leaves Ooh. such an intense foot feeling in your mouth from the go. It's so goaty. I don't understand how they do it. And it's like almost ill. It's kind of like, you really need to pair it with a lot of stuff that I don't understand how to pair it with. Because your palate, as we've mentioned, I want to try that so bad. Um, do you remember that? Do you remember the year I made a cheese ball using sauerkraut juice? I thought I was like, really, really just elevating, elevating. We're going to deconstruct and we're going to elevate. I was like, I did. Sauerkraut juice, no big deal. 
Morgan, but I wonder how they get. Yeah, Nicole. Non-food wise, I just want to thank you for recommending to me it's me or the dog. <laughs> I watched that show a long time ago when it started, when it was in the UK, and if she was really leaning into the kind of like dominatrix vibe where she would like drive her Ferrari or whatever there. Her, she would drive a convertible to someone's house and show up with her like high boots and like, get, you know, tell everybody, dominate everybody. She's since changed into a positive reinforcement trainer, which is very different than how she started. Probably it's called a conversion person. And um, the show is such a delight to see her. She'll still yell at people if she needs to. She does. And she does not tolerate a, a man who talks back. I just saw an episode where there was a man who basically like backhanded his dog. He had a Spuds McKenzie kind of dog. And she was like, look, the dog is flinching. It's stressed. And it's from your anger. That's entirely your fault. And he was like, oh, oh. She's like, you need to make trust with you and your dog. She does not, she does not ask around. I love it. I love when she's like, you don't pull your weight around this house. You know, your wife is doing everything and your kids don't know what is what. Look at you, you're being lazy and you're shirking responsibility. And you're like, yes, ah, yeah. And then guess what? The dogs get better. I mean, the dog, yeah, the dogs are like, oh, thanks. Someone's being nice to me. I mean, by yeah. the end of that episode, the dog was wagging his tail, having a great time. Who knows what dogs. happened there? But, but it's just like when it started, they were like, he's so bad. And, the gist is that no one had told the dog what to do to be good. So then they just, everything the dog did, they were like, bad, bad, bad. And the dog's mm -hmm. like, what am I supposed to do? I've used this advice, advice in my daily life, like frequently since this episode, which is probably, it's been less than a year. Um, Nicole and I have had many a conversation about our friends and loved ones where I've used these exact analogies. Imagine so-and-so is a dog. You know, you can't just tell them, no, you've got to also give them the yes, or they just don't know what to do. Their signals are confused. I don't even have a dog. Never oh. had a dog as an adult. I'm not even, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm like, what would Victoria do? Don't you think she seems nice? She does seem nice. And it, it's just, and it's a thing that's like, if you haven't been clear with somebody about you know, what you do want them to do or what you do want, it's yeah. harder to just be like, no. And then they're like, well, I guess I'll do this other thing. Or like, I guess You're I'll do this that. other thing. I, I guess that. I'll chew on this other thing though. <laughs> I do want to say I would be bad at this. So we watched this show together. Kaya is a dog trainer. She's a positive reinforcement dog trainer. And so she's loving watching Victoria show the dogs what to do. Positively, the dogs are getting a good self-esteem. The people are having oh, fun. Yeah, Everyone's getting alternatives. There's no, I mean, the thing, and I could talk about this in a different episode, but you know, it's kind of like deprogramming from Caesar Milan. Caesar being mm -hmm. like this kind of like doodly force who is like, you need to dominate the dog. They're a pack animal and you're the alpha. And like, that's patriarchy, old, patriarchy, old fashioned out the door, not like scientifically anything. That's that. But, um, I, I would just take the dog away from some of these people just right mm -hmm. away. I'd be like, you know what? It's just not a match. This, I know. you have little kids running around that are grabbing the dog's face. The dog's gonna bite the kids. How about we just get the dog a house with no kids? Sagittarian Matters is produced by Chris Sutton with assistance by Ponyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.